Sweet 16 in the NFL, and we've got lots of wagers and lots of bets to be placing. The pre-snap starts right now. You're listening to the Pre-Snap Podcast Weekly Wagering Show, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now here are your hosts, Joe Pizzapia and Mike Randall. Yo, what's up everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to another glorious edition of the Pre-Snap Podcast right here on the Line Star app. It's Picks Day with me and my BFF, Mike Randall. He's been running ragged, doing all kinds of things. The finish line of the holidays is upon us, Mike. The finish line of the school year is upon us. The finish line of uh of the nfl regular season is upon us my goodness mike randall are you ready to get that finish line strong i was dragging and what i did joe is i watched rocky five and i needed to see that scene where he says i didn't hear no bell okay so as i was about i'm getting knocked down by trying to figure out in my fantasy final whether i should start justin watson or brashad perriman but i didn't hear no bell and i'm back up with you for week 16 perriman and and i'm i'm holding up our honor in flex it's me and Ronus in the championship. Oh, that's great. You're and you got and people Perryman you don't know. Is there. <laughs> people, you we don't know. You don't know what this guy did. This guy drafted in a super flex Mahomes and Luck. Okay. So at the time and I'm like, DeAndre wow. Hopkins. Those are and my first Deand- three picks. <laughs> when DeAndre Hopkins at the time, I'm like, wow, he's got a great team. Then Luck goes out. I think Joe's dead in the water. I don't even check his team until we play. And all of a sudden he's in first place. He spanks me up and down the eastern seaboard. And now he's in the finals. Good for you. I hope you win the belt, my friend. Well, I, I just want to win the belt. Losing to Adam Ronas, there's no there's no shame in that because Adam is a is a beast, man. That guy's he's so good Definitely. at everything. Yeah. Like yep. I mean, but he's got no kids. See, that's the difference. When you have kids, like all of a sudden, like there's just a little bit of extra time that you might yep. spend in these leagues. It's gone. It's just it's obliterated. But uh I am I'm going to do my best. Brashad Perryman was my pickup last week, and that worked out pretty well rode that to uh to the finals there so uh, i'm sure you got some finals or everyone's got some finals but in the meantime if you don't and you want to play a little uh a little bit of the uh the action as it were we got a fun slate for you and let's start with the saturday game standalone saturday football i love this this is the greatest thing ever three games all day isolated games i absolutely love this mike Gretel. i'm so excited they got the houston texans at the bucks the bucks are home underdogs plus three i gotta ask you where's the money going in this game yeah, it's it's interesting you should say that. It opened at Tampa Bay minus one. It did. It opened at that line. Now it's like you said, Houston minus three. Ton of the bets, ton of the money pouring in on Houston. It's got to be because of the injuries, right? That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. I would imagine, but, you know, I mean, look, Winston's played really well. He's losing pieces every week. I don't know how many pieces you lose before it really starts to affect you. Perriman played very well and all that's fine. And the Texans are a very jekyll and hyde kind of team so i understand people's trepidation here but i i don't know i I mean this is this is a tough one for me i don't i don't have a beat on this so i gotta defer to you on this one because i feel like the only thing i like about this is the over on the 50 (laughs) because i just i don't know i feel like these two teams are gonna sling it out i can't imagine i mean the way watson and hopkins are gonna put up points on the bucks secondary and the bucks are just always gonna throw the ball i don't care who's there who's not it doesn't matter. That's who they are because they cannot run the football. So I feel good about the 50, but I don't know what side of this game to go on. So is this a pass for you on the line or you actually go attack one side of it? If I don't know and I'm unsure, 
I follow the movement. There is major reverse line action going on here. The majority of the bets and the money are coming in on the over, which opened Joe at 53 and is now down to 50, which means people are hammering the over and now they're lowering the line. I'm going to take the under strictly for that reason, based on that alone, because I'm going with Vegas and against the public, hashtag fade the public, and I'm going to take Tampa Bay. Because the line opened at Tampa Bay minus one. People are hammering Houston. You are never as good or bad as your previous game. I right. think people are selling Tampa short. I understand. It feels like vegetable lasagna with me here, betting on Jameis. <laughs> okay, I'd rather have the meat lasagna. I'd have, I'd have a more reliable quarterback. But I will take Tampa Bay at home, home team getting the points late in the season. And I will go the under. But I will tell you, I'm doing the under strictly because of the public bets. That's it. Yeah, oh, well, that makes sense. I was, that's why the first question out of my mouth to you in this game was, where's the money going? Because I feel like that's kind of the indicator of what you should do in this game. The next one, New England Patriots are actually home favorites, six and a half here against the Buffalo Bills, who always played them tight. And with Julian Edelman's injury, with Tom Brady not being 100% this season, with the run game being a problem, I don't see this. I, I like the Bills side. And I don't think they're going to lose two games in a row at home in new england i don't think that's going to happen but man i just feel like buffalo is going to play enough defense to keep this game close i believe 37 and a half is the number but first let's start here with the six and a half man i like the buffalo side of this how about you mike are you buying on social media that jared stidham could start no I'll uh, stop uh, is, is that even worth a discussion i'm not going to go with that listen no. i cannot bet against bill they also Belichick. think antonio brown's coming back Oh, ridiculous. I'm I'm Missouri. I am Missouri. I'm the show me state. You cannot tell me in a situation where if the Patriots lose this game, Baltimore locks up the one seed. Now I am a Lamar Jackson owner, so I'm being greedy here because I want to see him play the whole game on Sunday. However, I just can't bet against Belichick and Brady at home in this spot. They're playing him for the second time. They already beat them in Buffalo. I cannot do it. I cannot see Buffalo taking control of the AFC East. You're going to have to beat me first. I'll give the points. I can see Brady sitting at week 17. Okay, that makes sense. Like I can get behind that. What about the 37 and a half then? Where are you at with that number? Majority of the money is going under. The line is actually following it, so it's going down to it's going down a little bit. Um, I'm going to take the over here. I think that they'll actually put some points up New England. I can't see New England not scoring like 24 points at home. So do I think the Bills can get to 17, 16, sure, whatever. I'm just yeah, going to take agree. I'm going to take the over here. The line has dropped a little bit, so I'll take the over. Yeah, Josh Allen will make a couple plays cuz that's what Josh Allen does. All right, the night game here on Saturday is the Rams at 49ers. Man, oh man, those 49ers, there's, you know, they kind of suffering, I think, from a little fatigue, just big game, big game, big game. And then last week they lay a turd against the Falcons. So here we are. Now they're at home again against the Rams where, I mean, the Rams look like they had right the ship and then they go to Dallas and they get beat by Dallas. They get smoked by the Dallas Cowboys. I don't even know what to think anymore. The, the 49ers are six and a half point favorites. It feels like too much to me. It just feels like too much because the Rams could be better and the 49ers could be worse. So I'm actually, I'm for the underdog here. I'm for the road underdog. What do you think, Mike? Am I crazy? No, I'm with you. I'm totally with you. I, I think San Francisco's having a little bit of a late season regression here. Won a lot of close games. They're banged up on the on the defense. And when teams partner play each other within the division a second time, it usually tends to be a lower scoring game. I'm going to take the points with the Rams. Absolutely. I think it's a close game that the Rams could actually win. 
You take so you take the under two and the forty four and a half, or is that too little for you? No, I'm taking the under again. Going back to yeah. fade the public, a majority of bets and the majority of the money is on the over, and they're lowering the line. So I'm going to take the under for that reason. <laughs> Man, the Rams. I don't know. Like, there's a bunch of teams this year that are just absolutely infuriating, and the Rams are at the top of the list because I just you know they get blown out by Baltimore, and then a couple weeks later they go out and they start hammering teams, and then they go out to Dallas and get smoked. I don't know, man. I am just completely frustrated. At least I know what the Ravens are. They're 10-point favorites on the Browns. Now, typically, you know, these double-digit lines scare me. This one doesn't scare me. And the fact that they've already lost to the Browns, there's no trap here. There's no trap game. There's no the Browns sweep the series for the year with the Ravens. I don't see that happening. They caught them at the right time. It was a fluky kind of game. And I think the Ravens are going to go to basically stomp a mud hole in the Cleveland Browns. Can I get an amen? You can get an amen, provided that the Patriots win that game. Because think about this, partner. If if they go into mm-hmm. this game on Sunday and they don't need to play, that's but an awful Cleveland. lot. Of, I it's know their it's division. A, yeah, you don't. Well, think here's they, my they question. Right. You're, you're Jim Harbaugh. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You're John Harbaugh. You're John. Harbaugh. Yeah, I'd much rather be John. Jim's yeah, crazy, sorry. and those khakis look really tight. Yes, God. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. What <laughs> would you do with Lamar Jackson if the Patriots lose? I wouldn't play him in the second half. I play him a half. You don't play him the second half. So that's my point is I'd worry about the backdoor cover. But assuming Brady no, wins. that's a good point. That's but good assuming point. Brady wins, it's the Ravens. Quote the Raven, never more. Give the points. And they're <laughs> going to pay him back. I agree. You get, you get the little English lash. So everybody pay attention. Don't bet this game until Sunday morning. So you have a clearer picture on that. 49 and a half is the uh, over under. Which side are you taking? Yeah, I'll take the over here. I, the majority of the money is actually on the under, but I'll take the over here. I, again, this is predicated on the fact that they have to win the game. Lamar can't be stopped. I mean, I don't see how he doesn't get four or five touchdowns. So we're talking 28, 31 points somewhere in there. You know, Browns put up a, a couple touchdowns and they hit the over here. So I'm going to take the over. Okay, Carolina Panthers changed their coach. Now they've changed the quarterback. They're seven-point underdogs on the road against Indianapolis who just got hammered in New Orleans. But, but. Colts can run the football with Marlon Mack this week. Panthers can't stop that. Panthers also can't cover anybody. T.Y. Hilton's back. Now, I know T.Y. didn't play well in that last game, but Brissett just looked all kinds of just, you know, out of his element there in that dome. It was loud. He just did not look right at all. It would not shock me, the Colts being another one, it seems like the Rams, where one week you leave him for dead, the next week they put up 35 points. I feel like that's coming here. I feel, I feel like... The danger is to go, oh, yeah, let's go take the Panthers, whatever. It's it's, it's Will Greer, whatever it is. You know what? I, I think the Colts are actually going to be all right in this one. I think the Colts are going to win this football game. And I actually do think they're going to uh, win by a touchdown. What do you think? Just like the Hulk, it's a smash situation for the Colts. It's it's Will Greer. It's Carolina on the road. Frank Reich's a really good coach. They're coming in. Reverse line action is all over the place here. Got almost more than 60% of the bets and a ton of the money on Carolina, and the line keeps going up. They are begging you to come in and take Carolina. Absolutely love the Colts. Big here. If you have Marlon Mack, fire him up. I love it. Love the Colts. 46 and a half is the number. That's a little tricky. I'm going to run away from this one. Yeah, I'll, I'll go over because I think that the Panthers have enough playmakers on offense, Samuel, DJ Moore, McCaffrey, uh, Ian Thomas has been pretty good, that I think they'll be able to score. There's no doubt that the Colts are going to score as well. So I'll, I'll lean the over here. Well, and, and the one lesson you can learn in terms of the over here is so far the 2019 lesson is young quarterbacks making their first start or two. That's their best opportunity to be good. Brandon Allen did it. Blau did it. Uh, Locke did it for a start or two. 
it's until they get the tape on you where they really expose you. But really, that's kind of in the story. Every time everyone's like, ah, so and so is playing quarterback, he stinks. Well, turns out they put up points. So pay attention to that because this is another one of those starts here where a new quarterback and everyone's going, ah, forget it. There's no way he can put up points. So Chances are he can. Chances are he might be able to. And it can't be worse than Kyle Allen at this point. <laughs> Kyle yeah, absolutely. Yeah, clock struck he's 12 on Kyle Allen. Team. Yep. He's completing more passes to the opposing team than his own team. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals and Miami Dolphins, the battle of the draft picks here. Uh, the Bengals are one-point favorites on the road. I don't know. This seems kind of sketched to me, Mike. How do you feel about this one? Uh, line opened at Miami minus three. And now I know. It's gone, and now yeah, it's now Miami it's plus one. <laughs> Right. And, and what's interesting is everyone is betting Miami. The majority of the money's coming in on Miami, but they're still moving it the other way. I'm going to take the Bengals for that reason. It's still the Dolphins, by the way. And I, I know that you would think they're home, the whole thing. Patrick Laird, that wore off pretty quickly. It's just Devontae Parker. Bengals have actually been fairly decent in pass defense that no one's talking about here. Against the Patriots at home, they were actually okay, and they got blown out in the second half. Joe Mixon, super hot. Andy Dalton, John Ross, bust one deep. I'm actually going to take the Bengals, and I'm mad because I wanted to be Dolphins minus one so I could pick it for the upset special. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. Mixon's had a really good second half here. So, I mean, Mixon, I think he's the difference maker in this game. So I, I kind of agree with you. I think that's, you know, that's the biggest efficiency of the Dolphins. And I think that's the biggest positive of the Bengals. So if you put those things together, it looks like the Bengals might be able to edge it out here. Uh, 46 and a half is the number. Where do you stand there? Bad teams get together. I always take the over. That's just what I do. No, <laughs> I say, uh, you know, so there's offensive playmakers all over the place. You know, Fitzpatrick's going to throw it. He doesn't care. So I just, it's a general rule of mine. Two terrible teams take the over. All right, Doug Marone has two games left to coach for the Jaguars <laughs> against Dan Quinn, who very well uh, might be done as well. So this is the battle of uh, the last stand for the coaches here. This is the uh, this is like the Alamo uh, Falcons at home are seven point favorites. Seven. I mean, I know the Jaguars are bad, but you know, then then they do it. <laughs> There's another one where you just who who are the Jaguars? I don't know. On a weekly basis, every time you think they're done, they they all of a sudden they look decent again. I I'm I'm completely and utterly frustrated by the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Atlanta Falcons are right there with them. This is another team where I can't believe they beat the 49ers last week. That was just hilarious and bizarre and all of the above. And now all of a sudden, not three, not six, but seven, seven point favorites are the Falcons. I kind of want to take the Jags here. I, I don't know why. I just feel like Leonard Fournette is going to give the Atlanta Falcons a ton of trouble in this game. And that's that's what I'm betting on. Vegetable lasagna times two. I, I admit it's a coin flip. So I'll stay with vegan, it. This is vegan lasagna. That's what uh, we yeah, are. It's, like, the Jaguars, it's not even a real cheese. That's where yeah, we're at. Not even close. And I, I have to admit, I'm a Tom Coughlin guy. I loved him in college. He was there coaching when I was up in college at BC. So I'm a little annoyed about Coughlin getting fired, although I understand it had to happen. I just think the Jaguars in disarray. If Atlanta can go on the road and beat the Niners and they still have Julio Jones, and I don't see why they can't come home and put a hurting on a Jaguar team that probably has quit. They're banged up on offense too. Enough of the Leonard Fournette touchdown regression. I thought it was going to happen. You thought it was going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just going to take the home team with the dirty bird. They've actually played well for Dan Quinn the last few the last few games. They're actually competing. So I don't know. I don't feel great about it. It's seven points with the Falcons. I understand. And I'm running like away. From, That's what I mean. It just seems like it's a lot. too it's like much. And I'm running like away from the over-under. I have no freaking idea what's going to happen. Uh, there, but fair, I will but... take the Falcons and give the points. I, they're home. Whatever. I'm not taking Jags on the road. There you go. <laughs> I, I understand that. But, I mean, that this is 2019, isn't it? <laughs> These yeah, things it's just true. continuously it's happen. True. All right, the Saints are going to travel on the road. They are two-and-a-half-point favorites against the Tennessee Titans. Titans come off a tough one there. 
Derrick Henry's not 100%. That hamstring's bothering him a little bit. Uh, but, you know, Drew Brees on the road is more beatable. That's for sure. Michael Thomas is brilliant. Can't take anything away from him. But the Saints defense, another one. Who's going to show up? Is it going to be the good Saints defense or the bad Saints defense? And the Tennessee Titans and Ryan Tannehill, we all know this is a competitive football team. The line is showing you it's a competitive football team. So where's the line of the two and a half pulling you? What side of it? Yeah, the Houdat Nation for me. They, the bets are coming in on the Saints, and they are moving the line a little bit. I'm just, Drew Brees is so hot right now, and it's amazing. You know, I thought his arm strength was going, but he really has come through. He's played great for fantasy owners as well. I get all the concerns. I think the Saints' rush defense is there. I think Derrick Henry is banged up. Ryan Tannehill, I understand you've been absolutely amazing, but maybe you come back to earth here in a Saints team that wants to win this because they want to jockey for playoff position. So not enough for me to give it. If it got to three and a half, would I consider it? Yeah, maybe. But two, you know, wherever it is right now, what do you got, a two, two and a half? Two and a half is where yeah, it's Yeah, two and a half right fine. I'll give it. I'll take the Saints. Yeah, I can understand that. Look, at a certain point, I feel like, you know, I keep saying this, but at a certain point, don't the veteran Saints have to kind of put their foot down and be like, okay, we're in a position here. Let's, let's go. Let's do this. Let's turn it on because this is it now. This is where we can solidify our playoff spot. And I keep waiting for them to flip that switch. And they seem to have, it's like second sucking, you know, it's like in second gear for them. I don't know what's wrong with them, but they, you know, it's like they flip it and then it flips right back on them. <laughs> it's like one of these like old cars. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. quite want to turn on. That's what it feels like. The number is 50 and a half. I imagine over here, right? I mean, yeah, I don't trust the yeah. Saints to hold down Tennessee that much. I don't. And Tannehill's been hot. He can make some plays. A.J. Brown, the whole thing. And the Saints offense is rolling. Maybe Alvin Kamara actually comes out from the dead. So, yeah. I'll take Maybe he over. could score a touchdown. That'd be nice. Him or Fournette, get a touchdown. Who's your money on? Which one? There's your prop bet. Throw, throw in David Johnson, and I really wouldn't care. All throw three David Johnson. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't he catch them. He's anymore. catching touchdowns now. That's how bad it's going. Uh, Kenyon Drake has all the touchdowns. Now <laughs> That's all goes to Kenyon Drake. All right. The uh, New York football giants and daniel jones who is healthy enough to play is going to travel to the washington redskins and the redskins are home look at look at how different it is remember like week three when it was like the redskins were always like a 10 point underdog everywhere they went now they're a two and a half point favorite now granted it's against the giants but uh does this smell fishy to you or have the redskins kind of earned some respect here uh, they've earned my respect and they've earned my pick because I I, belo- I buy into the Dwayne Haskins revenge game here against Daniel Jones. I think AP will be able to run the ball. I think Daniel Jones is going to make some turnovers. I know Barkley's back, but Redskins have competed well at home. I mean, that Eagle game was much closer than it seems because of the last play they ran the touchdown back and they beat Detroit at home. I'll take the Redskins and give the points. I can't believe I'm saying that. It's a rivalry game. I think Washington will actually care. They've played better under Callahan. I like Washington here. So do you like the under then if you like a Redskins win? Yeah, I do. I, I think it's a I lot of imagine, running. Right? Yeah, I like yeah. The, it's a lot of running either way. And I, you know, I know that Jones can he can throw it for sure, but he can also turn it over a couple times. So well, that's my fumbles. problem is the turnovers with Daniel Jones, and that's my concern too because Barkley finally looked like Barkley for the first time since September. Basically, I mean that's the last time Barkley looked like Barkley. So that could be a huge difference maker in this game. But I don't know. I'm kind of with you. I kind of like what Washington's done here towards the end. They've run the football. They've they've been plucky. They've they've shown up in games for the most part. And uh, speaking of revenge games, how about that uh, Le'Veon Bell game? The Jets are hosting the Steelers. The Jets are three point home underdogs to the Steelers. Hodge is coming up a four pick game. Uh, did not look good. That offense is dreadful. James Conner will be back, but he's running against the Jets, who are very good against the run. Then you got Le'Veon Bell going against the Steelers defense. The Steelers defense has been outstanding. Defense travels, but at a certain point, you know, a defense can only do so much. An offense has to put points on the board and has to move the chains. And I don't think that you're going to finish this game with Hodges. I think you're going to see Mason Rudolph in this game at some point. 
So can Le'Veon Bell dust off the old bowling ball or put it in the uh, put it in the bowling bag for a minute or two and go out there and pick up the football and actually do something for the New York Jets? Or is this the Pittsburgh Steelers continuing their path to the playoffs? Minus three for the Steelers. Where are you at, Mike? Yeah, I'm going to take the Jets at home. Uh, my argument is you got the payback with Bell. Okay, fine. But the Jets' run defense should be solid. I know that was tough against Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, but, I mean, I think that's understandable. The guy's over 1,000 rushing yards. But I think the Jets' defense shows up. The Steelers' defense is by football outsiders is number three in DVOA. They've been fantastic. So the two – I said this before. The two most reliable units in this game are the defenses. I love the under, and if I love yes. the under, I'm going to take the points. I think the Jets can win. I think the Steelers have played well. But on in this situation, now the Steelers are a favorite on the road. That's not a Mike Tomlin spot. Mike Tomlin's spot is when he's playing Phil Collins air tonight in the locker room at home, getting seven against the Patriots. That's when Mike Tomlin <laughs> gets fired up on the road against a terrible team, the Jets. But they have a solid defense here. They beat the Cowboys at home. I'm going to hang that one up there, too. I think it's close. I'll take the points. And I like the under because I think both defenses will show up. Mike Randall just let American Psycho on me there. Get a little. Do you like Phil Collins in a moment there? Wow, this, is, this the, show's I, getting dark. I can feel it. The Jets are my Do you upset like Huey Lewis special. In the news, Mike. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Look, the Jets show up at home. I think that's another thing too. They beat up on Oakland at home. Uh, they beat the Cowboys at home. I mean, the the Jets kind of show up in that building a little bit, which is ironic because you know. I don't know. The Jet fans are always looking at each other, waiting for their shoe to drop, but they seem to play better there. I'm kind of with you on this one. All right, the next one is the Detroit Lions against the Denver Broncos. Ugh, 37 and a half. Let's start there. Are we going under here with the two young quarterbacks, or is this going to be a surprise of the week? No, I'll go the under. The most reliable unit in this game, of course, is going to be Denver's defense. That's how I look at it. It could be a huge Philip Lindsay day, by the way. But yeah, I will take well, the under. That was to supposed start. to be a, last time we looked up. It was I know, I know. I'm like Charlie Brown with the football. Take it away. Yeah, and carry on's yeah. back in this game, too. So all the running, everyone's looking at the running backs in this one. Oh, that's right. Carry on's back. Fantastic. What's that mean? Yeah, He's going to get yeah, like eight yards and get pulled at the goal line. I, I mean, come on. <laughs> there you go. Bo Scarborough running in. I, I agree with you on the under. So the Broncos are favored by six and a half. Seems like a lot. I don't know. That's another one where it just seems like too much for me. I, I think I prefer the Lions side of this game. Vic Fangio, Matt Patricia. <laughs> Vic Fangio, Matt Patricia. 13 <laughs> 10. Is that what you're Chris, telling me? Chris Harris, lockdown. I flipped it. Okay, I'll take the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's fair. It's totally fair. All right, uh, Raiders, who are done. Josh Jacobs is done. Uh, they're going against the Chargers here. The Chargers are seven-point favorites, and this one actually kind of makes sense. So this is another spot here where I'm looking at the Chargers, and I'm like, all right. It, by the way, we also talked about the DFS show yesterday. Austin Eckler's price is insanely low this week. He's like 6,100 on, on uh, DK on the full-point PPR site. I don't know what's going on there. I'm telling you, you need to get all the shares and uh, and Washington's going to play in this one, too. So a lot of running in this one, I assume. But I feel like at this point, the Oakland Raiders, if you didn't have enough in your in your basket left to win at home in your last game in Oakland in front of the fan base against the lowly Jaguars, then you don't have enough to go on the road, even to the freaking Chargers who have zero home field advantage to win the football game. So I'm going to take the Chargers in this one as crazy as it seems. You are the charger whisper I, am, I, I am. will take i wish i had a more useful skill i really do like this is like the it's like a really like just non-useful life skill 
I know I will, the Chargers win football games. <laughs> but in seri- all serious, I agree with you. I think Eckler's a terrible matchup. The Raiders are second worst against tight ends. Arizona's brutal. Oakland's almost just as bad. Look for Hunter Henry to bounce back. Mike Williams has been hot with the touchdown regression coming. Keenan Allen's had a very nice under-the-radar season. Chargers always play well when you least expect it. Rivers, is he coming back? He needs a couple good games here. He's a free agent. Don't forget that contract year. So, yeah, I'll take the Chargers here as well. I don't know if the Raiders can do enough to hit the over here in 46 and a half. <clears throat> I don't have a good feeling about this. Like, I think it's all charges. I think this yeah, is I think it's a, like it's a stay away from 27, me. Yeah. 13 kind of a, you know, situation. Like, I, I don't was, think they're going to sniff 20, the Raiders. I really don't. Especially when Rivers <laughs> keeps turning the ball over. I mean, that's what kills mm-hmm. points, right? Turnover. So, yeah, I think it's a stay away. All right. This is one of the more dangerous games on the slate. Seattle Seahawks, another team that you just never know what you're going to get. They're the box of chocolates, too. They're all in the box. The all these teams. They are nine and a half point favorites against the Cardinals. Now, yeah, granted, the Cardinals have a lot of issues. The Seahawks at home are supposed to be really good. But there's just something about this number I don't like. Kyler Murray was making a lot of plays. That hamstring did not look like it was bothering him anymore last week. He looked finally healthy again after a couple of bad, bad, bad weeks there. So I don't know, man. Nine and a half seems like a lot to me. Do you think the Cardinals can in any way, shape, or form cover this game? Because they played the 49ers tough twice. So can they go and do that with the Seahawks too? Per bet labs, I've said it every time that nine ten underdog last four years has hit 80% of the time. It happened again last week with Atlanta. Absolutely. I'm with you. I like the Cardinals. It's a high number. It's, it's the rare number. The reason that that's hitting is because basically they're saying, okay, these two teams really aren't close. That's why the spread's high, but it's not a horrific blowout, like a 12 to 15 point game. So it's sort of in that no man's land. Like I said, teams that are in the division second time tends to be an under. I think Arizona is going to play well. I like the points as well. So would you go under in the 51 and a half or you think I there's would. offense in this one? Okay. No, I would absolutely would. I, I, there's going to be a lot of Chris Carson in this game. You know, maybe the fumble problems come back. Seahawks always play well 12th man at home. I understand that. But I'll, if I like the points, usually I like the points in the under, right? That's the normal play. I'm going to right. take the points for sure because of the 80% the last four years that they've covered. And I'm going to take the under. All right. This is a huge game here. Dallas Cowboys, Philadelphia Eagles is practically on the pick them there. Cowboys are one and a half point road favorites against the Eagles. Look, the, the Cowboys have a lot of receivers. The Eagles have no secondary. As you go, it's the best weapon on the field. Uh, they're down to Ward. You know, they're down to the tight ends there in Philadelphia. I don't know if Philly can do enough here and upset the Cowboys. Everything in my being says that the Cowboys are a better football team and should win this game. Yet there's something about this where I just, I don't feel confident about it. Like all of the logic, everything that tell, like all the analysis, everything that you would do, to figure out what a football team is and it would tell you, okay, this is the Cowboys. This is the Eagles. The Cowboys should win this football game yet. I can't get there because the Cowboys have let me down time and time again. And now I feel like they're setting me up for failure because they look so damn good last week against the Rams. So I'll take the Cowboys and I feel like I'm already wrong. Like that's, that's just where I'm at. So where are you at with this one? Most reliable unit to me in a game that could mean the division is going to be the home Eagle run defense. I think they're going to say I knew I I think they're going to stuff Ezekiel Elliott. I think Dak Prescott is hurt. And the biggest mismatch to me is Jason Garrett versus Doug Peterson. I don't trust Garrett whatsoever. Uh, I both stink. uh, Well, listen, at least Peterson got the touchdown. Okay, it is what it is. But Mm -hmm. I will take the Eagles. It's an interdivision game favorite on the road. It's only one. 
I think the Eagles will stuff them. If the Jets can beat them at home, the Eagles can beat them at home. I know they're weak. You see a lot of Zach Ertz. You see a lot of Dallas Goddard. And I just don't trust Prescott is banged up. The Eagles should stop the run. And Jason Garrett's horrific. So all those things add up to me. I'll take the Eagles. This game's like a train wreck. Like, I'm just going to be sitting there with a thing of popcorn just watching this football game. Going, What's going to happen? I have no idea. I'm just going to watch it and see what happens. It's going to be a complete. I feel like even the fans are going to be holding their hands over their eyes, kind of peeking out of their fingers watching this game. Both sides. Both sides of the fan bases will be at this. 46 and a half. So if you like the Eagles, do you like the over? No, I like the under for the same okay. reason that two teams playing again in the in the division tend to go a little bit under. I think the Cowboys offense is compromised. I think the Eagles don't have a ton of weapons, like you said. But give me a little Miles Sanders. Give me some Zeke who's trying to get through that defense there, and that keeps the number low. It's a run uh, run script. All right, the Chiefs at Chicago Bears. The Chiefs are six-and-a-half-point road favorites. I know usually the home dogs is something we like to look at here, but it just kind of feels like the Chiefs are starting to pull away a little bit, and that Chiefs defense is playing much better. So I'm not going to necessarily buy into too much of the Mitchell Trubisky renaissance that we've seen in the last couple of weeks. I'm going to go with the Patrick Mahomes side instead, and I think this is an easy game for the Chiefs. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I'm going to take the Chiefs big here. I mean, the Ra- the Bears are going to have to run the ball with David Montgomery. We know how that's gone all year. I'm going to not take well. the over. Not well. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Chiefs. Mahomes getting right. His weapons are there. Kelsey, the whole thing. Absolutely. I take the the the. This reminds me of the game against the Lions earlier in the year with the Chiefs. I think they, it was like six or seven, but this one I think they find a way to win by double digits. Yeah, I agree with you there. So that's an easy one. And last but not least, too, the Minnesota Vikings at home. No Dalvin Cook. We're not sure exactly as we're recording this exactly who's going to be the guy. Is it Boone? Is it Madison? Is it both? We'll get some clarity probably Friday afternoon about all of this, maybe even Saturday. But as it stands right now with the information we have, the Packers are five and a half point underdogs going into Minnesota, which is a tough place to play. It's loud. It's it's a different kind of environment. I think it's a tough spot here. The Packers are another team. I think they're a giant paper tiger, but the five and a half is a lot there, especially with no Dalvin Cook. Adam Thielen's not right either. I don't know. I feel like the Packers are the way to go here. I feel like the Vikings are beat up. And even though they have a big home field advantage, I'm not saying that the Vikings aren't going to squeak one out here. But I think the Packers with the five and a half is the way to go. What do you think here? 68% of the bets for the Packers are are on the Packers backing them here. Line is going up. They're begging you to come in. I take the Vikings big. I think the Packers are a paper tiger. And again, I'm going to hashtag fade the public here. All right. 46 is the number. Where do you stand there? I think it's right there. I would lean over, though, because I think there's a couple big plays coming here. No matter who the running back is, whether it's Madison or Boone, I think they're going to make some big plays. And I think the Vikings secondary is weak, but I do think they'll score. I think the Vikings are going to play well at home under Zimmer, and I'll give the points and I'll take the over. All right, it's upset special time. So Mike Randall and I are going to give you our upsets of the week, and I'm going to go to Seattle. I'm going to go and I'm going to take those plucky Cardinals and the uh, and the nine there, because I feel like, you know, it's just it's too big of a number. The nine and a half is just too much. And uh, I think the Cardinals can get in there and do a little something. And this is what happens every time we think Seattle's going to pull away. They have another weird little hiccup. I know it's in Seattle. I know everything logically says, oh, they should blow this team out. Should they? Maybe. Will they? I don't think so. So give me the Cardinals in the nine and a half. Mike Randall, what's your upset special for week 16 in the NFL? Philly special times two. Give me the Eagles at home against the Cowboy team that's inconsistent with a quarterback that's banged up. I trust the best unit in the game, which is the run defense of the Eagles. I think they stuff Zeke. You're only I'm only getting a point. That's fine. I think the Eagles find a way to take this game against the Cowboy team that is headed in the wrong direction, putting the nail in Jason Garrett's coffin. 
Oh, wouldn't that be nice? So will you put the nail in the coffin or in the little play card thing? I feel like you put it in the play card, right? Uh, well, you're gonna, he's going to be clapping either way, so it's not going to matter. But whatever he is, he'll be clapping about it. He'll be like clapping his way out the door. You'll, you'll wind up the monkey and he just claps. You'll put some symbols in his hand. How come no one's done that meme yet? Or have I just missed that one? Have hey, I that? Yeah, they should, that's a really good idea. Either that right. or you should go sing it with Phil Collins, one or the other. That's a million-dollar meme. Do you like Huey Lewis? Huey Lewis is really underrated. <laughs> you know, I almost picked the Jets because I wanted to sing again, but I'll spare you, my friend. Uh, well, I think I appreciate that, and everyone listening appreciates that. Your, your discipline is well appreciated here on the show. You know what else is appreciated? Your knowledge. You can get more of Mike Randall over on Twitter at Randall Rant. And more for me at Joe Pisa PS17. While you're at it, make sure you go get that Line Star app, download it, and upgrade to that premium product. And in the meantime, you can follow the Line Star app on Twitter at Line Star app and Line Star NFL. That'll do it for me and Mike. The pre-snap is over for week 16. We got one more week of regular season ahead of us, but don't worry. We ain't going no place. We'll be back next Friday with more action for you. So it's time to break the huddle. There's nothing left to do now except set down. You've been listening to the pre-snap podcast weekly wagering show brought to you by LineStar. Hit subscribe, drop a rating, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from wagering experts Joe Pizapia and Mike Randall.